this whole podcasting 2.0 and adding features to RSS and adding feet, you know, basically adding features for podcasters and listeners through this project, it, it has a feeling for me that this thing is like brand new again. We were in the beginning of podcasting and every new little thing was just like, oh boy. And then Apple came in and it sort of stopped and everybody just said, oh, okay, we'll just go with Apple. That's easier. Now we're starting to push forward on new features and, and things we've always wanted. And I love it. You're listening to Podcast Insider, a weekly podcast bringing insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting with the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting. Welcome. Let's dive in. So Mike, today we're going to talk about advanced RSS features and a little bit about the Podcasting 2.0 project. And I think what we should first and foremost talk about is uh, what what is RSS and why is it important to podcasting? Yeah, it's a it's one of those things that you know back when we started, Todd, it was, we were geeks and uh, we sort of learned how it all worked under the hood. And nowadays, you don't have to, but it's good to know a little bit of history on it. There, there is an official name for RSS, but everybody calls it really simple syndication. And it's an open web standard. So it's not necessarily controlled by any one company or any person. Dave Weiner was the guy that came up with it uh, for the most part, or at least the uh, RSS 2.0 that we use in podcasting. But what's great about it is being an open web standard, it keeps podcasting available to the masses, meaning you know, if you've got, you know, a few bucks to spend on hosting a website somewhere and a place to put your files, you can podcast. And you're right up there with some of the, the big guys, uh, the big podcasters. You know, back when broadcasting was the big thing, you had to get a lot of permission to, to be on broadcast or even cable. And podcasting, you can be anywhere. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, I think there is some perspective that's important. And we don't want to go too much into the history, but Really, if we go back to the to the beginning when podcasting started, there was really no way to to be syndicated. You could have a website, you could put stuff online, you know, but there was really no syndication of, of content unless you, you know, you signed a contract with one of those big companies, like you said. So there's lots of gatekeepers. And when podcasting came about, blogging was already uh, really kicking off big, but the podcasting piece to that really opened up the space and allowed people to have syndication of the content. In other words, it could be really anywhere that people could consume the content. And, you know, Apple in 2005, when they brought a podcasting to iTunes at the time, it was quite the watershed moment. And ever since then, the expansion of where podcasts are available today is because of open RSS. And we have the ability to be syndicated where we want and also choose if we don't want to be syndicated someplace, that's an advantage as well. But uh, again, it's open. No one controls it. There's no gatekeepers. Yeah, that can be good or bad, depending on your perspective, I'm sure. But, you know, for for us that like to podcast as a hobby or as a way to make some money or as a way to get your message out there, you're not as easily stopped as if you were doing a YouTube channel. You know, Google can decide... If you're doing a YouTube channel, they can decide one day that eh, we don't want you on here anymore. Poof, you're gone. 
So RSS allows really you to be in control of your content and own and build your brand. So over the years, podcasting has not really moved beyond what has been known as the RSS 2.0 spec. Now, Apple introduced a number of features. We're going to call them features because if we get into the weeds <laughs> here, people's eyes are going to glaze over. So did Google and a few others. And they, they introduced things that basically the technical term is they, they created their own namespace. And nothing else really happened in this space for many, 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 many years. And a couple of years ago, one of the pod fathers of podcasting, Adam Curry, got connected up with a gentleman by the name of Dave Jones. And they wanted to build a new directory that was going to be basically the master location for really for everything, uh, for all shows. It's an open project. And what the beauty of it is, is that directory really expanded into a project to add features to RSS. And many of those features can be seen in the directory, but the directory, again, is the repository of all podcasts. There's no longer just Apple controlling the master repository of, of podcasting. And theirs really isn't even a master. Uh, the Apple's is a curated list, whereas the directory of podcast at podcastindex.org really is, is everything. It even contains shows that have music and a variety of other type of content. Yeah. And it's not just shows that are over there, you know, right. think of podcasts as shows, but you know, again, you know, they've got bands over there, uh, indie bands that are releasing albums as podcasts, meaning each song is an episode of that podcast. And, you know, that's kind of a, a new thing, distributing music via that. And of course, video podcasting has been around since the beginning, but it also covers a lot of that. And there's classes that some professors do that aren't necessarily podcasts, but are distributed that way. And that's the beauty of having this directory of basically anything you want to find in podcasting. And it's available to app developers. So if someone wants to build their own podcast app, they can use the catalog at podcasting 2.0 or podcastindex.org. And they can populate their app with everything or something. They can pick and choose and curate their own list. So we have adopted a bunch of the new features that are coming out of podcasting 2.0. And there's be a link in the show notes to our introduction page to podcasting 2.0. And I don't want people to get too wrapped up in the weeds in really the tech, but we just want to talk about some of the features. And again, these are new features that are coming to a variety of apps that are now starting to show up over at podcastapps.com. They're adding some of these new features and we're on definitely on the leading edge of introducing some of this. Now, one of the features that we introduced last summer was the transcript features, the ability to link to a transcript or to have a transcript, if you're a Blueberry hosting customer, have a transcript created by our partner and it automatically be attached in your RSS feed. And this gave us the ability to allow our player on uh, individuals' websites to show either the transcript tag or if you have a closed caption capable file like you do with our partner, you actually get closed captions for your show, making your podcast more accessible. And the, and the transcript feature was, again, a born out of the podcasting 2.0 group 
that decided we needed to have the ability to link to a transcript because oftentimes the transcripts are sometimes pasted into show notes and it just was clunky and it just kind of clean stuck in, stuck in the mp3 file in the in the uh in the metadata and you right know, it's not not a cohesive way of displaying those things so there's again a whole host of features but two of them that i'm excited about that i've been playing around with um one of them is called live item now not every podcaster is ever going to want to do live and you may maybe you're on Twitch doing some things or maybe you want to do Facebook Live or YouTube Live. But if you ever decide that you want to add a live component to your show, you have the ability to announce via your RSS feed that you're going to be going live. And when you do go live, so that apps that support this new live item, and they, they commonly refer to it as lit, your lit, your show is lit, it will allow the apps to support this to not only give your content to your listeners on demand like a normal podcasting app does, but flip to this this live setting so that they can listen and or watch live. Uh, some of the folks that are going live are using an audio stream service like Shoutcast is a yeah. type of uh, Icecast, is another Icecast, one. Shoutcast here, the, are the two protocols. And then some folks are doing live video and they're using, and this gets a little technical, using maybe a restreaming service with an HLS output. So anyways, again, it's a little more technical and it's not as simple as just flipping on you know, a Facebook Live with your webcam. Uh, there's a little more involved in that, but at least what happens if you decide to go the extra step and implement the the technical side of, of going live, you have the ability then to keep your listeners right in the same app where they're consuming podcasts. And it's it's been really, really cool. And we've seen a great uh, reaction to it because they get a notification just like they would with a new episode being posted. So, you know, such and such show is live, able to click that and go into the app and actually listen or watch the show live. And um, the goal of the Podcasting 2.0 project is, is multifold. One is they want to keep the listeners in the app. Now, if your goal is to get them over on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, that's fine. But you also have the ability to keep them in the app, supporting the app developer that is adding these features. And the second part of this is something called value for value. And, you know, what it does is whenever the value for value function is enabled, the app developer actually gets a percentage of that value for value earnings. Yeah. So like Fountain, an outfit uh, that makes an app that's very good for value for value. And it's one of the new podcast apps that are found over at podcastapps.com. But Fountain, for instance, they have their own wallet system. So you go over there and sign up for a wallet. You know, you as a podcaster would go sign up for the wallet, and then you would put that in your settings, in our case, in PowerPress or in your uh, Blueberry feed settings for value for value. And when somebody's listening on one of those apps, you know, there's a few of them that do streaming Satoshi. So you can set like, you know, to send 10 Satoshis per minute. And a Satoshi is just a, a small fraction of Bitcoin. But don't let that worry you too much. It's a, it's basically a way to transport money around uh, through the Lightning Network. But what's kind of cool about it is all the app developers put in a 1% or 
fee on top of that. And then like us at Blueberry, we take a 3% for developing the infrastructure for it. And you can, you know, do splits and send, you know, send some Satoshis to your guests. Or a co-host. You could do a, you could do a split with a co-host. Yep. Yep. So, and it's all in a percentage thing. And, and, uh, <laughs> Dave Jones, uh, the guy that sort of invented a lot of this, uh, or ramrodded it anyway, you know, he has, has a hard time explaining that, but basically the podcaster gets, you know, if you send a thousand Satoshis, the podcaster gets a thousand Satoshis, but there are some fees that are on top of that. So if you send a thousand, you might send, you, you know, it might actually end up being, say 970 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be something like that. And, you know, then it's good for the whole ecosystem because there's money flying around, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, very small amounts of money. I mean, think a thousand Satoshis might be a quarter. Yeah. It's like 25 cents. Yeah. Yeah. It's not super big, but it's super motivating. I know I've, I do a show with value for value on it and, uh, you know, I love it when I get, you know, okay, I, I made 23 cents, but you know what? Somebody was listening. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. You know, What's really cool about it uh, on top of that is, you know, if you want to boost somebody, so you're, say you're listening in Fountain or Podverse or, you know, any of the apps that cover that, your listener, as they're listening to you, whether it's real time and on a live feed, or if you're just listening to it as a podcast, you can boost something and you, and you can put in a little comment and a lot of hosts will read those comments after the fact, of course, and then in the next show, they might, you know, thank all their boosters over the time between episodes or whatever. And it's just a really cool way to also get people involved in the show. For me, it's about the engagement. I've never seen engagement as high. You see, I get well, maybe one email per episode. And there's this whole lingo that is developed with this ecosystem, too. So when Mike says boost, the actual full word is boostagram, right? Because right. it's a boost with a Graham with with a message. And the best part about this is, and again, you may not be in favor or like even crypto at all, but with a Satoshi being a hundred millionth of a Bitcoin, you can use your debit card, like Mike said, and let's say you put $20 in your wallet, $20 worth of Satoshis, which is again, a hundred millionth of a Bitcoin. You then have the ability to make micropayments to shows without the high processing fee. So I've had a PayPal link on my website really since the beginning. And if someone tried to send me a dollar via PayPal, well, PayPal is going to take like 45 cents of that in transaction fees. Whereas if you send someone, let's say you send them a dollar's worth of Satoshis, then you're paying like a penny, a penny processing fee to get it. Um, to get it sent. So it allows you to make these micro payments and at the same time have this interactivity from the app directly to the podcaster. And again, we're staying in the app. We talked about live staying in the app. We talked about value for value. All this is happening in the app that your listener is listening to the show from. Now, not every app has this enabled. It's being added slowly to different apps. But again, if you go over to uh, podcastapps.com, you'll find the apps that support value for value. It really is, like Mike said, even he got a thousand Satoshis, which is like a quarter. You know, most of us wouldn't get too excited about someone tossing us a quarter or you maybe find a quarter on the street, right? But it's the comment that accompanies that quarter or a dollar. And again, it's a value for value, meaning... Some people are going to send a quarter, but some 
people might send 100,000 Satoshis, which would be like 26 or $25. And we see that happening. Blueberry, because we're taking a percentage, we're starting to see, and at this time, it's still very, very early days because it takes time to educate an audience. You have to enable it in your feed. You have to talk about it on your show. You have to get folks to start using the new podcast apps at, at podcastapps.com. There's an education piece to it, you know, how to get it set up and all but that. But even in the short time that we've had this enabled, our podcasters have made more than 600, I think it's around $625 is what I've estimated in these early days. Now we expect that because we see the growth rate and audience members moving over. My own personal show um, now is bringing in a couple hundred dollars a month through these types of donations on top of PayPal and on top of advertising. So it's additive uh, money streams. So again, but these are just two, actually three of many features with this new project. We've got transcript, we've got the chapters function, which we haven't talked about, location, credit. We've got the ability again through these new features to add value to the app. Credits is basically, it's just like TV credits. You're able to say, okay, here's, I'm the host, here's my co-host, here's my guest, and you're able to document that at an episode by episode level. So there's lots of cool things within Podcasting 2.0 that are kicking off. We'll be adding more features over time and adding to our Podcasting 2.0 introduction doc. So stay abreast of that on our website and the blog. Anything further we need to talk about on Podcasting 2.0? Yeah, one, one thing cool about credits, uh, remember a few years ago, Apple added hosts and guests to Apple Podcasts, but it was by invitation only, and it was really only the big shows, and they've never really went any further with that. So this, now you can start doing that, and that shows up on several directories and several apps. And you can do it both, you know, with the credits, you can do it also, you know, by a show level. So like with this one, we would have Todd, me and Mackenzie as the co-hosts and, you know, we'd have a producer and so on and so on in the credits for the show. But say we have a guest on there, we can actually put that guest also in the credits for that one episode. And that that's pretty cool. And there's other things like something coming hopefully soon. We're working on it. And Podcast Index is working on it, does cross-app comments. They, they don't have it quite worked out how that's going to work. But the, the idea is, is you'll be able to comment on an episode inside the app. And everybody that's in those apps that use cross-app comments can see those comments and comment back, regardless of what platform they're you know normally chatting on, you know, like Mastodon and Twitter and whatever else. And all those comments come home to a base post and it is viewable in the app. That's something that we've never had before. It used to be you'd have to come to Apple to do a review and you'd have to go to Twitter to comment on a post or you go to the person's blog and comment on the post and, and whatever. This will consolidate that in theory. And like I said, that's something that's on the cutting edge right now. But suffice it to say that this whole podcasting 2.0 and adding features to RSS and adding, you know, basically adding features for podcasters and listeners through this project, it, it has a feeling for me that this thing is like brand new again. 
we were in the beginning of podcasting and every new little thing was just like, oh boy. And then Apple came in and it sort of stopped and everybody just said, oh, okay, we'll just go with Apple. That's easier. Now we're starting to push forward on new features and, and things we've always wanted. And I love it. You know, one of the things that as, as a hosting provider, we've ran into challenges before is we've had maybe an advertiser come to us and say, hey, we want to run an ad. And one of the cases was in France. How many French podcasters do you have? Well, when you sign up for service, we don't ask you where you live or what country you're in. And we've had other deals come in where someone said, maybe we, we need somebody in, in Kansas. You know, they want to do a geographic type buy. So I was really had never had the ability to, unless I sent out an email to all of you saying, hey, wh wh where do you live? If you live in this location, send me a, some info back. So one of the features is, is now is the ability to set your location. You set your location for your show and you can even do it at the episode level. But not only will it give some geographic reference for the apps to know where content's being created, it's also a great thing for us so that when we're trying to reach someone in Boise, Idaho, we have the ability to go in and say, okay, you know, how many shows list Boise or list Idaho as their origin point? And then we would have the ability then to reach out to you and say, hey, we've got a, an advertiser that wants to advertise specifically on shows coming out of Idaho. We have the ability to reach you in a way that we couldn't reach you before. So even though we're big on privacy, we've been big on privacy for listeners for years, the way we set the system up, we didn't even know where your shows originate. So the location tag is a dual purpose. Again, the ability for me to say, hey, let's let's help this podcaster in this particular location. And on the opposite side, the app developers are able to highlight where your shows are from. So this is some of the things that are now possible with some of this podcasting 2.0. It helps keep podcasting free and open standard for the web. And again, it allows, as Mike said, for innovation in the podcast industry. I'm having, I'm as like Mike, having a great time with this. And I've been doing this now for 18 plus years. Uh, Mike, you've been in this game now 17 years. So, you know, collectively, when we're both excited, I think that's saying something. And it helps with alternative funding for shows. And you, sure, we want you to make money through advertising. We want to make money through listener donations through PayPal, Patreon, Buy Me Coffee, all that stuff. But this value for value thing really is, in my opinion, the most exciting part about this because... I get engagement. I get I get engagement from my audience members like I've, I've never got before. And the reason it is, it's because right in the app, they can engage you from the app. They don't have to go to email. They don't have to go to Twitter. They don't have to go to Facebook. They just send a boost with that message um, that says, hey, I agree with you or I disagree or keep it up or thanks for doing the show or those types of things you know, carry the day and motivating you to continue to do your podcast. So, I think that's part of the reason why podcasting 2.0 is super important for the podcasting space and for you as a content creator. Yeah. And uh, like I said, just keep watching uh, this podcast on uh, podcastinsider.com and uh, other places for new features coming out. And if you find a feature that you don't have that you might want, let somebody know and uh, we can always suggest it to them. Uh, that's the other thing about this project is it's an open project. So you know, suggestions are uh, are taken. I think we about covered it. What do you think, Todd? 
I think so too. So uh, again, just go to blueberry.com, search podcasting 2.0 in the search bar and you'll get all the details and how to implement it within your own shows. Thanks for joining us. Let's meet up next week. And in the meantime, for more information to subscribe, share, or follow, check out the show notes at podcastinsider.com. To check out our latest suite of services and how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast, visit blueberry.com. That's blueberry without the ease. 